Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. So in today's episode, ladies, we have Susan Harrow. She is a world-renowned media coach with over 30 years of experience in this space. It was an amazing interview for a lot of different reasons, but we got into not just the media and publicity, but also imposter syndrome. And because it's so connected to kind of stepping up, right? Your level of who you are and who you're showing up to the world has. And I think what was really powerful is not only the amazing phrases and comments and ideas that Susan shared today, but also her ability to like give some great practical real life tips because that's what it comes down to, right? Is like, how do I apply this tomorrow <laughs> or today? So I think that you'll get a lot, a lot from this episode. Yeah. And we live in a social media era, right? So it's basically inevitable. If you are doing great in your real estate business, if you're growing, you will be invited to be on the podcast. You will be invited to speak on a meetup, on a panel, on stage. And there's so much power into that, not just for your career, for your business, but also to inspire other women that can relate to you, to your story. So this episode, we tap into that and how can you prepare yourself, leverage that social media experience too, in order to grow your business, but also inspire others. So I hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, it's Liz. Before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that time is running out and you just have three weeks left to get your ticket to InvestorCon 2024, the number one premier conference for women in real estate. It's happening from June 2nd to 4th in Austin, Texas. To learn more and to get your ticket, go to investhercon.com today and use the code 100podcast to get $100 off your ticket. That's investhercon.com, promo code 100podcast to get $100 off your ticket. Top real estate investors love to talk about how they save so much on taxes, but how are they able to build rental property empires while skirting Uncle Sam? 1031 Exchanges. 1031 exchanges allow you to defer capital gains taxes while you sell an investment property, exchanging your old property for a bigger, better one and avoiding the tax man while you do it. And that's where First American Exchange Company comes in. They're the leaders in 1031 exchanges. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting, First American Exchange can help you with simple rental property exchanges, complex commercial real estate investments, reverse exchanges, and more. Don't let your taxes eat into your profits. Visit First American Exchange Company at firstexchange.com. Or call them at 800-556-2520. That's firstexchange.com or 800-556-2520. Keep your money in your pocket and propel your portfolio further at firstexchange.com. First American Exchange Company does not provide tax or legal advice. Consult your financial, real estate, tax, or legal advisor about your circumstances. First American Exchange Company. Safe, smart, secure. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show, where we are all about, Andressa, empowering women to live a financially free and balanced 
life. So excited to have Susan on our show. Susan Harrow, thank you so much for making time to connect with us and our community and love the topic we're going to be jumping into in terms of imposter syndrome. And just when I met you a few months ago, I was like, I got to have her on a podcast because what we talked about, is just so pertinent to women, whether you're an investor or, or anyone in the world, this is a pertinent topic. So thanks for being here and thanks for sharing thank your you. wisdom with our community. And you know, I think it comes up really fast too, when we have to go from private to public person. I think all of those things, like they come right to the surface when we're like going to the next level. So when you're wanting to shine in the media, it's like all the trigger points, all the flashpoints sort of bubble up and imposter syndrome is one of them. Well, I was like, I have like five questions and I ask you, but we were <laughs> I almost like raising my finger. I like, know. We're about I raise finger, right? Question, right? <laughs> But we're so excited to have you all back on uh, 2022 uh, as we're jumping into the new year here. And uh, as we always like to do, we like to share a quick tip, a quick something coming up for us, right, Andresa? Yeah. And then we like to spend the majority of the time connecting with our wonderful guest and jumping into the topic. So I think it's my turn, right? It is your turn. What's happening in your so- life? So much, I feel like so much has been happening since we last recorded. Yeah. Uh, so much on so many levels. But here's what I did recently, and I want to share something that came up for me. I did this abundance. I don't think I share everything with you, Andressa. I feel like more than Matt sometimes. You didn't tell me that. I'm like, oh, I must have told Andressa. It's like, well, I am your husband. But anyway, I didn't tell you <laughs> Sorry, this. Sorry, Matt. I said, sorry, Matt. We do this thing. I did this thing called abundance clearing and actually was part of the, the session we did, Susan, of our trip, Go Abundance trip. And it was like this session that I, I paid for and, and we had it this week. And it was a really, really powerful session. And there's a couple of takeaways I wanted to share with the women here about just clearing where you're getting blocked for your abundance. And one of the things, Kelly, she's awesome. We got to have her on something here soon. But she shared was, what are the three things you want to feel in 2022? And to write those down. And then she said, and I said, okay, I, I tend to do that. I, I write, you know, cause you know, when people give you suggestions, you're like, oh, I knew that, or I did that. Right? We always like have that knee jerk reaction. But then she said something that I had never thought of. She said, with those three things now it, during your day, I want you to start looking for those things and stop and celebrate those things. Because what that's going to do is going to force you to look for more of that. I never thought of it in that way. Mm. I have had themes. I've had words, joy, this, deed, but then the rest of the day goes through and you're like, God damn it. I didn't feel any joy today, but that's my word. Right? So I wrote joyful, fully present in peace. Those are my three kind of themes I want for my life and any, wherever I'm playing out where I'm playing fully in mom, business partner, wife, whatever, daughter, sister, but that looking for those opportunities and then celebrating it looking for it, noticing it, celebrating it in a day-to-day basis on a day-to-day moment was really powerful for me. So I just wanted to give that to the women listening. What are your three words? And then how can you look for those things and then celebrate them in literally the moment-to-moment life we live? Because it's like, it's not going to be like this joy. Like it's not about being big. It's about being small. So yesterday I was playing with my daughter and she said something. I'm like, I feel joy in this moment. And I just stopped and I felt it because yeah. I need to sometimes realize well, how I'm feeling because that's something I'm working on. And then I'm like, oh, where's, where's some other joy I can look for? And it right? just made me excited about it versus moving on to the next thing. And then at the end of the day, like, oh, I didn't feel my powerful word today. No, I did. I just didn't notice it. So that's right. what I have for the women. I, I love that. It's like the yellow cards, right? To start talking about yellow cards and then you start seeing yellow cards. Yeah. And the power of awareness is so, so, so important. I think we there's a lot that we need to like reframe our brain uh, to 
Because mm-hmm. we tell our brain what is important and kind of like the brain kind of like scan and say, okay, this is important. Pay attention, see it, feel it. So we are all in this. I, I don't know if this is a 40s thing or not, but there's a lot of like internal movement going on in terms mm-hmm. of reframing or saying, oh, that doesn't serve me anymore. I am going another direction. More does not fulfill me anymore. As you were saying, are the little moments that you feel I'm going to observe this today. I love that you brought that up. I think awareness is key and noticing that. And it's also a proponent of peak performance, the feel. What do you want to feel? Because sometimes people talk about visualization, but it visualization, but it's not visualization. It's embodiment. It's mm-hmm. feeling it in your cellular body and getting it. We sometimes forget about our bodies, especially women who are like high powered. We're like zoom, 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 zoom in our heads. But this embodiment is really super important. And noticing those small things like what you were talking about each moment in the day, those kind of qualities of beingness. And I was just listening to a woman talking about imposter syndrome, and she focused solely on people's accomplishments, like do this book and do this. And I'm thinking, well, that's external instead of internal and what you're talking. And there's a huge difference between, yes, we want to focus on like create an incredible ma book about all of these things that we've done, but that's external to ourselves versus what you're talking about is being peace, joy, I think was it peace, joy, and it was present. Present. (laughs) present. I mean, which is the most important thing for sure in a media appearance, but it's also the most important thing in our relationships with your kids, with Matt, with Andressa. It's the most important thing is that quality of presence and you being there in that moment. And it's the same in a media appearance, because if you're somewhere else or you're thinking about what you're going to say, then you're missing what's going on in the connection in that moment. And that's part of um, letting go of imposter syndrome because imposter syndrome is taking you out of the present. Yeah. Love it. So, so Susan, we've already shared a little bit about your amazing background, but we always kind of like kick things off too for our interviews uh, and with our, with with one of wonderful women we we interview is what propelled you to get involved in this space, becoming a media expert and, and PR and what you've built over the years? Like what, how, how did you, how did that find you? I should say, I don't I'm not gonna say, how did you find it, but how did that probably find you? Yeah, was, how did you, and how are you now? That's what your world is. It was an evolution. It was kind of a long, a long one. I'm an English major focusing on Shakespeare. <laughs> you can, so, you know, so that really serves me, but I was in high tech sales and I started taking this class from, I was always doing writing and I was taking this class and this woman was in it and she was the publicist for Bill Graham Presents and the North Face. And I just thought, well, that might be an interesting marriage of my skills of sales and also writing and speaking and all of that. So I just said, can I hang out with you and find out what this is about? And we, she really, it was sort of like baptism by far where she just said, why don't you just jump in and do this? And I'm like, well, can I listen to you first. And I just listened to her getting on the phone, which was like making a sales call, getting people booked. So I started by being a publicist, which is booking people in the media. And what I found was no matter how successful I was, the Wall Street Journal, Oprah, Larry King Live, the Today Show, all of those shows, sometimes it didn't have a real effect on with my clients. And I started looking at why, why was this happening? And I found out it was them because what they were saying wasn't interesting and wasn't connecting to the audience. And I thought, then I started media training them, even though that wasn't my job. My job was just to book them. And I loved it so much. I feel like 
the words are the ambassadors of our spirit. It's one way that we connect. And so I started just media training people. And I loved that. I loved it so much that I just shifted into doing the media training and the marketing strategic planning, which also encompasses the mindset because I think a lot of what holds women back. I remember I was in a mastermind at Jack Canfield's house with Lisa Sasevich. And oh, nice. I yeah, like that. Yeah. So, so you know, Lisa? No, or, or I just, I'm aware of them. So yeah. 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 I yeah. know them personally. Yeah. So I won the mastermind for being, you know, in a leadership, you know, high on a leaderboard. So we were all at his house and Lisa and I were talking and she goes, yeah, I, don't, I can't remember how it came up, but she goes, you know, what kind of biz, what business we're in? I'm like, well, I'm a media trader. Boss. She goes, we're in the business of confidence. And I'm mm. like, really? And I thought, actually, I am. I'm in the business of confidence because it is when you're starting to do media, it's so intimidating that we think we have to be other than ourselves. And that's also when imposter syndrome comes up, that that's comparing and despairing. So we think we have to be like other people versus going deeper into who we are and expressing that in the world. Well, I, I love that. I want to go back to something that is stuck in my head that you, you said a moment ago, that the imposter syndrome prevents you to being present. And I was like, wait a minute, there's much more behind it because I never related one thing with another. Susan, break break it down for all of us because many that if I reverse engineer, maybe I am not being present because I have imposter syndrome. It could it could be that instead of oh. It's not imposter syndrome is not even on my vocabulary. I'm just not present because I'm busy instead. So could you break that down for us? So what happens when you're present is you're not thinking about yourself. And I remember Philip mm. Zimbardo, who did research on shyness. If somebody says they're shy, they're always thinking about themselves. What am I? What, what, what about me? What are people thinking about me? So when we reverse that and women, we're really good at this because it's about thinking um, what are we here to give versus what does that person have that I don't have? And when you start thinking about the gifts that you have to give, it shifts the whole energetic of it. And the other thing, so like I had a woman in my um, Zen of Fame, Your Genius Gone Viral course, and this is, she didn't say a peep for like six months, but she was lurking. So I could see where there were uh, lurkers or whatever. There's a nice way to say lurking without talking stock, you know, somebody who's there, but never says anything. And then at the end, she said, I never said anything because I didn't think I was worthy. Everyone in your course had, was so, you know, it, it's not true. We had beginners to people who were experienced, but she, she felt like, oh, you know, these people were so much bigger and better than her. And she never said a word. And then she said, but I took all of the principles that you talked about and, and took everything and I applied it. And I, I want to start my own consulting business. And I wanted to get a job at the same time. And she said, I was in an interview where it was super intimidating. It was, um, video in person and audio. And she said, and I used all of the principles that you taught me and I got the job and I got the, for my first consulting gig. And that was worth, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. But she said she shifted. First of all, she never said a P and then, but she absorbed it all and she, she learned it all. But I think that one of the things as women is that we don't 
ask the question or we are in the background and that that thinking that we're not worthy or we're comparing ourselves to other people so they get to ask the questions or they get to be in the spotlight and not us. So part of that when I'm talking about your presence is really the energetics of you and the feel of you. What you were talking about, Liz, about being feeling that internal, a lot of what people are perceiving about us is how we feel about ourselves. Not necessarily what we say, but we have formed that in like a quarter of a second. So we are really picking up on your lead always how you feel about yourself. So if you're out of the present and going like, now I'm feeling crappy because I'm not as good as this other person, then then that's that's going to change the energy right there of, of who you are and how somebody's responding to you. <laughs> I saw that finger. <laughs> Many of the women that come, come in our Facebook community, and we are now in a quote unquote, a media everywhere, right? You, if you're not in the media, you're not exist in any social media channel. You don't exist. People look for it to see if you really exist in the, in the global setting. So the challenge is that how can I honor, celebrate my win and not feel that it's like this self-promotion, it sounds that there is a boundary there because there are people that are like self-promoting no matter what. That's that's the the, the mantra. But at the same time, you don't want to dim your light or you want to really honor it. How do we find a middle ground, a balance or something that works? Part of it is really speaking about people's accomplishments through you. So you're not talking like, I'm so great, but you're saying, here's what happened when somebody worked with me, like you have an investment community and also you have accomplishments. So I think that you can talk about both. Like, this is how I accomplished what I have. This is how I have $60 million in property, you know? And so in a mode of sharing, so there, that one that, that in media, we want you to look at advice um, your experience, so you can share your advice. You share the experience of yourself and your clients, so your personal experiences, and then the experiences that people, your clients or customers have with you, you know, and the accomplishments that they get through you. And the accomplishments are either measurable or transformational, right? So measurable, we can talk about money, we can talk about, you know, the, the solid things that that measure, that we measure. And then the other things is transformation. Like I told the story from um, fear and unworthiness to confidence. That's an internal transformation. And sometimes you have both. So in that story that I told, she has both. So she made monetary gain, she got, got something that she wanted, and she transformed inside. Now, is that a static state? No, right? It's a so we always think, you know, just like yeah. Liz finding your joy or finding your peace in that moment. It's about that kind of awareness in our consciousness. Like when we've taken ourselves out of the present or when we we see ourselves comparing to an, another person. But to get back to your question, Andressa, you know, it's sharing those stories that have, are of benefit to someone else. So the biggest principle in media is what does my audience need to know now and how can I help? It's that simple. So whoever is in front of you, that is what you're going to be discussing. So it may be different for different audiences, but always in that spirit. 
So even if you're talking about yourself, you're not really talking about yourself. You're speaking to the benefit of the person who you're speaking to. So I think if you shift that mindset, like I'm not talking about me, I'm sharing this because I want to give something and women are really good givers to my audience. And and, and in that fashion, they're going to learn something or they're going to be inspired by it. You know, so if we, what if we look at our accomplishments and talking about ourselves as inspiring others? There was a great quote. Let me just see if I can find it in my notes. It was, I think it was from the Tao. So an old one, Um, but I thought it was really beautiful. Yeah. So I'm just going to try to to see if I can, I can't search on my notes, but it was, well, let me just tell you the essence of it. And I think this is so important as an example to our children as an, and also an example to others that when we become more of ourselves, we inspire others to become more of themselves. That's sort of, that was the gist of it. The Tao, I think said it more beautifully, but that is the gist of that. Yeah. yeah that's very powerful. You know, and I think, I think so much of, I mean, we hear all the time, you know, we've, we've interviewed different women and women who are just like, you know, amazing, right. For, for, in, in, in so many ways, right. Successful, but down to earth. And they talk about, you know, this, this, you know, maybe not call it imposter syndrome, but they'll talk about doubt. They'll talk about when they were getting to the next level, they weren't sure if they could do it. So this, this just seems to be, and, and, I'm, and I'm sure men have it too, certainly, but what do you find to be like what women can do to move through this? The women that do, I'm sure there are some women who may not have this, um, but I know a lot of them that do and, and and they're very successful in their own right. So what are some like tangible, you know, ways of being or I don't know, self-talk affirmations going within meditating? I mean, what have you seen to be some of the strategies to move through this made up idea? Cause it really is a made up idea, right? I was talking to someone and they said, you're literally enough for literally existing, not because of your accomplishments or what, who you are literally just because you exist, you are enough. I was like, that's interesting. You know? So I guess my, my question to you is what, what can women do to keep moving towards that, moving beyond that imposter syndrome? How that's do you a see great question. First of all, self-doubt is natural and imposter syndrome is going to come up. So let's just say, let's just not put that in like a negative light anymore. Like that is just the way it is. And as you move to the next level, it's natural. And if it's not coming up, I'll tell you what, if somebody comes to me and they want to work with me or they want to take one of my courses and they're not afraid, I'm worried. And and they think, oh, I'm going to be great with no practice. I'm concerned because I'm thinking then you have no idea what's in store for you. You have no idea, you know, because you haven't practiced it. And so, so it's really healthy. And I was just listening to research by Kevin Coakley on self-doubt. And, and he said that men and women have it equally. Now it comes out more with women. And I think we talk about it more, but I can tell you, even when Mandy created this course for imposter syndrome, which is different than what we're talking about today. And she put it out on LinkedIn, a bunch of men signed up and I'm like, wait a minute, I geared the class just for women. What are all these men doing in here? So, and I have clients, I have male clients who have admitted to that too. I think it's below the surface, but for women, I think it's much more predominant and it comes out um, in more insidious ways and more regularly. And one of the ways that I think it comes out, I was talking to a colleague who does improv in corporations. And she said, women are afraid to speak up at meetings. They're afraid to, they're afraid to take this, the step. We, we have that research that if, um, you know, uh, applying for a job, a woman will have, I think it was like, need, needs a hundred percent of the qualities and man, yeah. like 30, I, it was yeah. so ridiculous yep. about, right? So, <laughs> 
you were saying, what can we do to start to shift that? I work with clients and course participants with a lot of internal practices that they do on a regular basis. So it's not one thing. It is a process of awareness. One of the things that people can do right now, this is a process that Kim Duramo, who is a physician who shifts people really quickly using tapping, came up with this really nicely. I think this is a super simple thing that we can do. A is for awareness. We become aware when we have those thoughts. B is breathing. The, the, what happens is when we like this or I'm not, you know, this person's on a panel and they just said what I said and they're way more accomplished than I am. So that's the breath. So we take the breath and it's the same in a media appearance. It's like when you get caught up, breathe, take a breath and ground yourself. And then the third thing is C is change is choice is choosing another thought, choosing another action. So when we're aware of that, and I can tell you, since I, I'm a black belt in Aikido and on the Aikido floor, first of all, I'm not graceful. It's not pretty. It was one of the best and worst experiences of my life. But I can tell you that on the Aikido floor, okay, what would happen is I was a beginner and I was so, so, so bad, even though I was a teaching tennis pro and I'm an athlete and all of that, you know, and what would happen in the beginning is you bow to the person next to you and you train. Well, people would get up. I would buy, I would turn to bow to the person next to me. They would literally get up and run to train with another person. Yes. Because they didn't want to train. Oh. Because it was so painful. It was, And I recognized that. And I'm like, okay. And so that was horrifying to me, right? Like to not think about that every time I got on the mat, is somebody going to run up and, and, and jump up away from me because I'm so, wow. so to not, think that and not, you know, I had to train myself to go, okay, that's a fear. Okay. If it happens, do I have a strategy? Can I not take that personally? That's a huge one because I'm like, I understand. I wouldn't want to train with me either. You know? So what can I do? Well, I can choose sit next to people who say I strategized it. I can sit next to people who I knew that um, probably wouldn't jump up right? Like that I knew the jumpers, right? So, <laughs> so I think that um, that process of internalization, and then there's practices, yes, meditation. I trained to be certified on something called the one command, which we did actually, Liz, really quickly in that little wisdom group. That's a practice too. So I think the practice of prayer, meditation, any kind of transformational process, like what you did even with Kelly, but to practice those on a regular basis, it's not a one-time thing because to grow our spirit and to grow our talent and to grow our internal self, which is what we're talking about, it's a, it's a daily practice. And um, if I could just share some research on that, because I was listening, to, I already knew this because of, because media training people, it is a practice of role play and getting used to the feeling of it, the emotion of it. What happens when somebody jams you up with a question that's too personal or too aggressive, or you're surprised, you're like, <gasps> you know, and you, you, you freeze, you freak, or you, you know, fight, flight, freeze and freak, you know, and deer in the headlights. And so it's a process of practicing. So what happened with this research with I don't know how you pronounce her name, but it's Judy Wodzitka, is she put people in a situation of um, imagining a situation of being in a job interview for sexual harassment. And every woman said, I'd stand up. I would say this. I'd do that. And then when they put them in the situation, nobody spoke up. Why? Because there's a, there's a gap 
between being in like the hot seat in a real situation and not experiencing it. And that's why when I work with clients and course participants, I do role play and I put them through the actual scenario. You probably do that too in real estate. It's like, how do you negotiate a deal, right? You've got to, you've got to go through it because, and, and think about all the worst case scenarios, questions, all the things that somebody might ask, right, to do it. So what they found is like, okay, so women didn't, didn't speak up. Why not? Because they didn't feel the emotion. They didn't anticipate the emotion. And so those are the things that we want to do that we want to practice. Where do we feel imposter syndrome? Like start to know where our trigger points and flashpoints are that set that up, that we can practice them. And then the solution George Lowenstein found, no surprise to any of us, is the it's in the practice and the iteration of it, right? So when I'm media training people, one of the processes that we go through is we we go through those role plays, then they do they do a podcast or they do a panel or they they they're on national TV. And then we look at that and say, what did you do well? What do you want to keep? What did you love about yourself? Which is what a lot of people have a hard time saying. They want to go right to the criticism, right? But it's like, what did you love about yourself? What did you love that you did? And then what do you want to shift for next time? So it's an iterative process. It's not, it's not judgment or self-criticism. It's like, oh, I could have done that a little bit better. Let me try it again. And then we role play it the new way. So it gets in your mental and muscle mm-hmm. memory. Because that's the thing. It's getting, you want to get it in on a cellular level. It's not intellectual, what we were talking about in the beginning about joy and feel and peace. It's in the body. It's in your whole being. It's not just in your mind. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I love it. And I know so many real estate investors 
that are just a thought process about being on TV is like horrifying. Even a podcast yeah, is yeah. really horrifying. And I say, we need to have you on our podcast. <laughs> just like, run. You're going to run. Straight and straight and I was like, what are you talking about? It's just yeah. us. It's just like, think about that we are having a coffee or something. Just talk to me as you talk to me every day and tell this story the way that you're telling me the story right now. But there is this mental freeze that happens that they are just blocked. And one thing that I say to everybody is like, listen, I can share my story and I can relate to immigrants with women who get divorced from toxic relationships, overcoming different things, people that are in construction. I can relate to those. Liz can relate to a different type of woman. Like I cannot relate to yours, right? And this came up over and over again, years and years ago when we were in a conference where there was no representation whatsoever of women on stage. And we started having this conversation during lunch that we put together, like we should all talk about this. And then this woman came to me and said, listen, I'm very successful under the radar. I don't need to be on stage. I don't need to be on podcasts. I don't need to be anywhere else. So I was like, listen, let me propose a different point of view. This is not even about you. It's about how can you inspire others with your story? I cannot be you. You cannot be me. But some you're going to inspire a little girl or, or another woman that is going through the same thing through your story. And, and Liz and I, at the beginning of our podcast, first of all, we we're like, what podcast is, <laughs> right? We didn't know. We recorded our first episode. Please don't listen to that. No, go ahead. Listen to that. It's fun. A hundred times. And we're always looking to improve our strategies, but don't expect to be on a podcast, right? And have this like, oh my gosh, right? We all feel nervous about it. But I want to focus, I want all the women that are listening right now, you know, I had conversations with you. You're going to be on our podcast to share. <laughs> you gonna hunt you down. Women are going to be on our podcast. You're going to be, yeah. right? Because yeah. I want to prove the person that told Liz and I that we were going to run out of women we are proving them wrong for oh, years. Oh gosh. And I love yes. that you said, uh, this is, uh, by the way, neuroscience proves this, but I really love that you said that if you just speak naturally, like you're speaking to me, like then, and just be on our podcast, what I had noticed, you know, 32 years of this is that when people relaxed and when they just spoke naturally, the stories came out almost perfect. In those days, there wasn't neuroscience to prove it, but I had thousands of people experience with thousands of people. So I knew it was true, but it was relaxing and dropping down into the unconscious mind. So not thinking about how am I coming across, not thinking about me. It's really, again, just you know, communicating and connecting with the other person. And that was the key. And their stories came out almost perfect. And we just had to do a little bit of shaping with them. So one thing that people can do for your podcast is that like really, and they can do this in an imagine, imaginative too, Liz, you know, is that 
imagine and feel that you're with good friends, which you two are when you're speaking. So you're not thinking about the millions of people that are going to be listening to this incredible podcast. You're just thinking about connecting with you, Andressa, or you, Liz. And we're just having this conversation. So you can really bring it just to the one. And it's same with media. You're just connecting with the host because if you get that connection with the host, everybody feels it. I don't know if we talked about this, Liz, in Cancun at the conference, but when you're speaking, if you look into the eyes of just one person at a time and really connect and just do that slowly, you know, 10 seconds, 20 seconds with each person, the whole room feels it. So you don't have to scan the room and look at everyone. It's just one, it's that one-to-one feeling Mm. that expands out to everyone. And it's the same in media connecting with the host and feeling that. But the other thing I want to say about that, it's intention, setting your intention first. What do I want? What do I want? Like, who do I want to reach? Who do I want to communicate with? Like that woman, I want to inspire, you know, girls who are five or girls like really thinking about that before you actually do the interview is who do I want to connect? What's my deepest intention? How do I want to serve? Who do I want to connect with? And then that again, takes you out of yourself and into and into a different state of being. And can I tell the stories that are going to connect with other people that are going to be helpful in some way? So shifting that mindset right there to to not be like, I'm going to be so nervous and I have to be great because you're not going to be great. It's just how would you expect to run a marathon without walking a mile? You can't. It's it's practicing. It's part of the mindset is that. But then you have to train your body to your mind to they're, they're both right. Like you can think about that all you want. There's the action component that needs to be connected to it. So you can think about how great you are. I tell these stories, but no, you have to actually say them out loud. You have to actually do the process of the podcast. Yeah, no, I love that. And it can get very overwhelming because I think what you're saying is so relevant, right? And so it makes so much sense. And people, you know, I need to be who my authentic self is. And I, I don't know if anyone would disagree with that, but then they look on social media or they look on Facebook and they see, you know, what other people are doing. And so they say, well, maybe I should do that strategy. And so maybe that takes a little bit less off of their own authentic approach. So that's a balancing act. I don't know if it's a balancing act. I don't know if it's a, or just people really need to focus on that. Let's reframe that because yes, look at other people, but say, can I embody that? Is that something in alignment with who I am? Mm-hmm. You know, you're thinking of it rather right. than getting so caught up in it. It might be like super bubbly or or super animated, but if that's not you, then that's not a that's not something you want to take away. But if you yeah. admire that in someone and you want to work toward that, and you thought, wow, can I be a little bit more lively? Maybe you know, let me try that on, and then try it on and see how it feels. Because we all know if you're going to be a fakerton, you know, we all know if it doesn't feel right for you, right? Like the audience knows when it's yeah. not right. It's something off. Sometimes it, it can grab it. I want to talk to you very quickly about like you, you mentioned about being prepared and know your intention. Some people feel that sometimes a script or plan out story sounds a little bit fake or restrain them. 
to me, that gives me more confidence since I know what, what it is, what is coming up. And if I can make that feel that it was on the fly, then I am good. And, and I think that when, you know, a lot of people, we get to know ourselves when we are on a podcast, when we are on a panel, on stage, we get to know ourselves in a different way. Years and years ago, when I did an exercise with Tony Robbins coach, and he asked us to imagine and feel a lot of the feelings, I saw myself on stage and I was just beginning starting investing in real estate. I was like, I got it wrong. Mine didn't work. I I had a vision that I was on stage. It's not making any sense. Well, but I just that's, That's really what cool. I saw. What could I see? What, what could I think about it? Right. But then when I was on stage several times, this fun person comes out in, in some jokes. I was like, Liz, who is this person <laughs> that makes certain jokes? And then when people laugh, I was like, oh, that was I'll repeat that again next time yeah. and see if that 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 works. But it's just like having fun too. So, and it is important for us to share our authentic self. If you're having fun, it's it, the audience is connecting with you. It takes a lot of time to be, or to pretend to be somebody else on Instagram or whatever. I rather be myself. I have some, some things, very specific. Uh, I call them like stars that I need to like Mario Kart. I need to tap on those topics and I have to have, I I, I gotta bounce it out, right? Somebody asks a question. I was like, oh my gosh, that's a great throw a ball and, and have some fun with it. But for the women that are listening, you are in this world, right? So be who you are and whatever. You and also really said whatever. Some, some things that were are super important. Should you prepare? Absolutely. Plan, prepare, and practice so you can be free to be spontaneous. Do you want to have those Mario stars? You need to have the Mario stars. Those are your key messages that you want to convey in any interview. And we work on that first before you connect with the media. Before you call up a podcast, you want to know what your message is and why that's important to the audience, how it connects to the audience. So you have your message, but it can't just be a message in a vacuum. It's a message that connects to your audience. And then, yes, you have stories, statistics, facts, vignettes, all a different variety of things that are interesting that you weave into the conversation. If you don't get those in, okay, do you want to, and do you want to tell the same exact story in the same way? No, because, you know, there's the beauty of it. I mean, as a media trainer, do I want you to tell those stories? Of course I do. And do I want them to sound free? Yes. And do I, do I want you to sound like an automaton? No. And if you tell the same exact stories on every single media interview, then um, people are not going to trust you. So it has the opposite effect. So you need to have a variety of stories and then constantly refreshing them. Like what's going on in the culture today? One of the things that I have for you, I don't know if you want to hear it, but I found a a clip of Michelle Obama talking about how she has imposter syndrome, you know? So it was like, that was like brand, I was looking for brand new, brand new things. What can, what can I, so you always want to be looking for the brand new in with the kinds of things that are important to tell your audience and looking for those new stories that maybe say the same point. Right. But but they're different stories and you're all evolving. So you do have new stories. You have new people that 
things that happen in your membership or things that happen in your in your business in your life that you're constantly bringing to the podcast, right? So it's it's new. Do you have touchstones and do you have regular stories that are so great you need to tell them over and over again? Yes, you have those too. I love that. That's a really good point, especially when people are preparing for media. And and you know, would you say for the women listening? you know, media appearances, publicity, you know, sometimes most, a lot of, a lot of women we talk to are like, well, that's for, that's for women who just wrote a book or who really have a big business. Or, I mean, would you disagree with that? And and yes. how would you suggest women, the, the power of publicity, yes, you know, really both. going after it? And I don't know, I think people think it's like for some people and for not a lot of other people. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on that, especially for the women we're serving, because it seems like it would be beneficial to more than are taking advantage of it. It's really for the people who think that it's not for them (laughs) because those are the ones that are usually more thoughtful and more fearful and not the person. If somebody comes to me and says, I want to be famous, I don't want them as a client. (laughs) True. Yeah. I want someone who's devoted to something, you know, to the most important things. I mean, my perfect client, my ideal client is the person who really has the capacity to make a difference, to make changes in the world's most pressing problems. That's my ideal client. You know, people who are preventing world hunger, you know, solving world hunger, sexual slavery, banking, our banking system so we can have all have a living wage. Those are things that are super fascinating to me. A good bar of chocolate or a snack too. Yes. Or some exciting, you know, artistic thing. Yes. So the first thing is publicity is for everyone and it's still the fastest way to make your star rise the very fastest way Um, because you never know who's listening. And so never turn down an opportunity. But the second part of that is the only thing that's between you and publicity is the connection between what a host or a journalist wants that you have the answer to. So there's a great resource list. I don't know if you have this or Andressa, but it's called Harrow, Help a Reporter Out. Not like my last name, H-A-R-R-O-W, but H-A-R-O. And it's Help a Reporter Out. It's free. It's queries. So all of your people, all of you women can subscribe to that free. It's in categories. So there's the category of finance. There's also category of lifestyle, but it has leads every day of reporters that need sources. You're the source. So if you have an answer, to that, those questions, you can be immediately quoted in the New York Times tomorrow if you have the right answer. And so much is done via email. So you don't actually have to talk to people most of the time. So a lot of that is via email. So you can just take that out of the equation. It's a great way to start. And then yes, start to book yourselves. Come to Andressa's and Liz, you know, come here and do the podcast. Do because this is they're going to be nice to you. They're going to be sweet to you. So start sweet and start small and then start to build. So don't go to the biggest podcast. If you're if you're starting a campaign yourself, go to the tiniest one, you know, go and start to get that practice. That's the walk, you know, walk the mile before you do the marathon, right? It's the same with media. Don't go to the Today Show, you know, or CNN first. Start in your local market. Start in your you know, your local show and start small and start to build those muscles so you can, you can get used to it, but that's a super great resource. And there's one called source bottle, which is Australian England. And there seems to be a lot about investing in that, by the way. So I sent that to Mandy and someone and someone else. So that that's, that's a, that's a great one too. I've seen quite a bit. The first bottle is Harrow, H-A-R-O, help a reporter out. And this one is source bottle. 
And that's sourcebottle.com. So that's Australia, England, sort of Europe. Help a reporter out. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got my wheels turning too, as we're preparing for different yes. things, right? Like yes. Women's History Month. Like I just, my wheels are turning for, for our own community. It's great stuff. Point. So anything that's topical, that's also sort of narrows your focus and helps you out. So it's like, do you have an angle? You have a built-in angle with Women's History Month, with Bring a Daughter to Work. Absolutely. You know, those kinds. So look for those things where you're connecting to what's going on in the culture today. And, you know, what is like right now, um, women's ecology economy is super hot because we're talking about women in the workforce. We're talking about childcare. We're talking about how women can start their own businesses. Your topics are super, super topical and how to empower women financially because they're the ones that I just heard another statistic. Women know how to bounce back and to be resilient and to support their families and men don't. Not wholly, but men are like, oh my God, I lost my job. I don't know what to do. Women are like, I lost my job. I need to figure out a way to feed my family. Interesting. Yeah. Great. Susan, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. You, oh my God, uh, it's over already? That's so sad. I know, right? <laughs> we got to do more with you, of course. Where can um, the ladies listening learn more about you, Susan? They can go to prsecrets.com, like publicrelationssecrets.com. Yeah, I have lots of free resources there and videos and special reports. So you can start anywhere, wherever, wherever you're ready. Yeah. Awesome. And all this information you guys can find on our show notes. Now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one, Susan, is what's the most powerful book you ever read? So I heard you ask this question. I was really thinking about it. And the book that I read every year is called The Sacred Path of the Warrior. To me, that is like all of the background ways of being to step forth into your full, I, I, I want to call it your full resplendence or your mm-hmm. full abundance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love now that. we're going to talk about routines. What's the most transformational routine that you do to create a financially free and balanced life, whatever balance means to you? So I have a, a morning routine and after routine. So in the morning, when I wake up, I typically do tapping or one command and then meditation before I get out of bed. Because once I get out of bed, all things. Yeah. So I do that in bed. So I do either a combination of those things. And I also do practices when I'm walking. I do certain prayer practices, but I also do one specific prayer that I just saw. Now there's new research on, they're calling it a connection prayer, but it's really an old, it's a very ancient Buddhist thing. It's just wishing people well, may I be filled with loving kindness, may I be well, may I be peaceful entities, may I be happy. And then I say it for all beings, may everyone be filled with loving kindness, may they be well, may they be peaceful entities, may they be happy. Part of this is self-nourishment, but it's also nourishing others and um, thinking kind thoughts toward others, which, you know, that again is a practice too. Do I always do it? No. Do I have negative thoughts toward other people? Yes. And myself? Yes. But that's part of the practice is the noticing and the, and the shifting those thoughts. So now there's research about that, that prayer that really creates connection with yourself and with others. Awesome. And the last question is which woman famous or not has inspired you the most? So there's a woman who was sort of in the very beginning of this movement of thought, new thought called Florence Scoville Shin. And I just looked her up to see when, you know, what she was born in the 1800s. So her, a lot of the new thought of, I don't want to call it positive thinking, but a lot of the kinds of practices that are now in the vernacular that Tony Robbins does in everyone, they came from people like Florence Scoville Shin. And who's heard of her? 
no one, right? Like when I read that, it's a little odd, it's old, you know, a book, but I was like, this is, it's, it's mind training. And that's what I love about Chogam Trungpa too. It's training the mind in these different aspects. And that's really it. We train the mind, we train the body, we train the spirit. Yeah. Love it. Susan, thank you so much for being on our show. Thanks for sharing all your wonderful wisdom. And we, you know, so appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Just in a snap. (laughs) Thanks so much, Susan. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.